0: Hello, welcome to the Gamer. I'm your host Rob, and if you've been thinking about branching out recently to a new army, then let me tell you, the rules that have just dropped for the new Sylvaneth character Belthanos might make you leaf those ideas, no, no, it's good, it's, a really, it's really good. So we're going to be covering that now, the Belthanos rules, and we're going to be looking at the Army of Renown and the preview for the Army of Renown. Uh, I'm really rooting for you to get into this army, thank you very much, uh, I'm recording this with the chat. If you do like the video, please do like and subscribe and leave some comments below and tell me what you think of this army. So Belthanos is out and he's a Sylvaneth character. He's a unique character, uh, which means you can only take one of them. He's already available or will be available uh, very early this week f- to pre-order. And he's a Sylvaneth character that isn't sub-faction locked, which is really good. And he's only 360 points. And is really great for 360 points. He's on a pretty unique base size, 150 million times 95, which I think is fun. Um, and is obviously a leader, a behemoth, and he's also a monster, so he's going to be able to do monstrous actions, which is great, uh, especially because obviously stuff like Roar is so powerful. Okay, let's look at his profile, and immediately it's great. He's very fast, moves 12 inches, and actually can run and charge. We'll talk about that in a minute. 14 wounds with a 3-up armor save, and... A five-up ward save, which makes him almost as survivable already as a Stonehorn. Very, very good. In a normal Silverneth army, which is what we'll talk about first, they obviously have access, Silverneth have access to a lot of healing in their army as well. So that big, that big wound pool with a good save means that you're going to be able to heal that back up. But if you're going to run them in the Army of Renown, it's still also just a very survivable character. So we love that a lot. And he is an amazing... Melee character, like very, very good. Uh, like really makes Ionis, who we looked at yesterday, not anywhere near as impressive in combat. He's got four attacks straight away that are twos and threes, ren three, damage three, which is great. And then he's got this kind of very unique profile where the number of attacks and the damage is the same, but it's four attacks that's fours, which is a bit disappointing. Threes, ren two, damage four. Uh, so four attacks at damage four and four attacks at damage three that's very fighty also in his army of renown there's going to be a way to give him plus one attack and plus one hit and plus one to wound or in a normal silver death army there's a way to give him plus one attack from an arch revenant so and then he's obviously a character, so you can finest hour, all out attack. So those numbers can become very low, and you can even get more attacks on this unit. So it's just very, very good. Like, really good. Right, let's look at his special rules. First two we're going to talk about are all about speed and utility, and that's his Kanothi Warhorn. As I talked about, this is every Silver Death unit wholly within range of this ability uh, can run and charge. Now this is so good because some of the Silver Death armies are very static. They kind of operate as like a, a base that they fire missiles out of. So what they'll do is they'll, you know, teleport a Durthu or they'll teleport, even a Lariel will move out. They'll either teleport or they'll move out from their position. They'll attack and then they'll fade away. So strike and fade using those allegiance abilities. This really opens up along with the Lady of Vines, the option of having kind of like a more foot-trudgy army that can battle more in the midboard. So a bunch of Kurnoth Hunters with Run and Charge. He himself is obviously affected by his own uh, War Warhorn. So he's going to be able to Run and Charge as well, which is cool. So it's going to be very fast. So this means that your slower units, specifically Kurnoths, are going to be able to go much faster. Or even your fast units, if you want, the Bugs, so the Spite Rider Lancers and the Revenant Seekers, are going to be able to also go faster as well. Which is very cool. And in his Army of Renown, which we'll talk about in a minute, this is going to come into play a lot more. But even in a normal SilverNeth army, having, you know, Durthu or Tree Lords with Run and Charge is very good. Like a Lariel with Run and Charge, that's pretty good as well. So I personally think this is very, very cool. He's also got a command ability called the Unending Hunt. Uh, use it at the start of your movement phase. The unit that receives the command must be a friendly Silverneath unit. That unit can retreat and still charge, and I think it's fair to say uh, that some of the silver death units sometimes, if they don't strike and fade, they end up just you know planting roots and not being able to not being able to get out of the position they get themselves stuck into. So retreat and charge is also really good. It's also lovely anti corn tech. So if corn use some movement blocking on you uh, and you know push a unit in with their their blood tide table, now you can retreat and charge out of that, which is really good, and put units in a place that they you know that your opponent wasn't expecting them to be. Also, he can obviously do that to himself. So this this guy can run and charge, treat and charge. Units around him can run and charge. Uh, he's very survivable, and he's great in combat. He's an absolute bargain for 360 points. But that's not where this unit itself finishes. He's got this rule called Nature Etheric, And in your hero phase, you pick a terrain feature within six inches of this unit and then you roll a dice. On a three plus, you pick one scenery rule from the mysterious terrain table and you basically apply it to that piece of terrain, uh, which is good. The terrain feature also uh, becomes overgrown. What I love about this is obviously being able to give a terrain feature arcane so that you get plus one to cast. So if you're playing in a death army... Al Ariel or your Warsong Revenant is going to be able to get plus one to cast. That's very, very good in my opinion. Uh, very, very cool. Very effective. Uh, you love that. Or you can pick a piece of Dam Terrain. Uh, make a piece of Terrain Dam so that loads of your units get plus one to hit. That's also a very good tactic. This is a great little ability. Uh, and we like that a lot. That's very good. So for 360 points, this guy's a bargain. Uh, it opens up a new way to play Sylvaneth. We love that in, not including the army of renown just normal sylvaneth can play a kind of different play style now they can still use strike and fade and the trees and all that other stuff and bring some magicians with them and do all of that but you can also have like you know even him on his own in a sylvaneth army is good like without even supporting other units is a great little pick in my personal opinion so uh just very very nice i really really like it very cool Good rules, uh, different a different unit role for his army. Two other uh, units that are in that army as well, and a new way to play the army. Eleven out of ten. So let's go talk and also your opportunity to tell me what you think of belthanos's rules yesterday when i uh, talked about ionis lots of comments talking about it there was a really fun thing people pointed out with uh ionis has the ability to shut down enemy healing on things like vampire lords on zombie dragons which is very good because the hunger is really good on those so i'd love to hear the little combos and ideas that you put in the comments because like i learn more as well because this is super fun uh, so let's go look at the Army of Renown. And the Army of Renown is pretty interesting because it's basically a bug war army. Thank you to the chat for that joke. A bug war. <laughs> uh, it's called the Evergreen Hunt and the army contains, obviously, Belthanos and then an Arch Revenant uh, is the only hero you can pick. Kurnoth Hunters, Revenant Seekers and Spite Rider Lancers. So the two bug cavalry units and then Kurnoth Hunters. They'll all most likely become battle line. The Arch Revenant probably won't be Battleline. This does mean that you don't have any access to wizards, and wizards is obviously a big part of a Sylvaneth army. It also means, other than Belthanos, you don't get access to any monsters either. So they probably won't be putting in Strike and Fade, or even putting down Sylvaneth Wildwoods as an allegiance ability in here. And actually, that's awesome, because, and I'll talk about that now, buying a Sylvaneth army is always a bit of a headache, because then you're like, okay, now I also need to buy a couple of boxes of just scenery which kind of feels like it's a bit much also traveling to an event with a sylvanath army is again a bit of a nightmare because you have to build you have to bring a bunch of terrain with you or sylvanath wildwoods at the same time which is also not fun uh, so taking that away and giving you the option of just being like cool i'm just going to take all of these elite units it's also be a very low model count army an arch revenant belthanos is going to run you about 500 points and then you've got 1500 points worth of stuff but that isn't loads that is six, eight, that's like 18 Kurnoth Hunters, that's about it, so you're looking at below 20 models as an army to paint, and most of that's going to be brown, so that's actually like a really easy army to build and put together, really easy army to paint, and a really easy army to transport, so I kind of love that, if you go for the bug riders, that, then that's a little bit more complicated, because they're, they don't travel well, Uh, but nothing on a flying stand does, um, Okay, so let's talk about the army. The army's got Arch Rev, Colonel Thunters, Revenant Seekers, Spite Red Lancers. Negative, no magic, basically. Okay, the whole army is captive to the harmonies of the hunt. Harmonies of the hunt. That resonate with primordial melodies within them. And if you don't know much about the narrative of Sylvaneth, I think I should throw this in there. There's like a life song that travels through the forests. It's very kind of uh, mercure, kind of like Swedish folklore, like music ensemble thing, which is fun. Anyway. Uh, uh, so they get to chase down a quarry now they haven't specified in here how you uh once you've killed a quarry how you select the next quarry but I think it's going to be very simply at the start of a battle round if you don't have a quarry you'll pick a quarry so one unit you'll pick so at the onset of each battle they pick an enemy unit to be their quarry and by chasing down and killing their prey they add new chords to the growing harmony and there'll be ways to choose new quarries I'm almost certain so you start at the beginning of the battle you choose a quarry easy that unit Archeon quarry okay that Scragrot quarry any of those units and it's gonna be really interesting what unit you choose to be the quarry so when, once you've chosen your quarry with this army of renown you then will generate cords <laughs> I know it's a bit of bookkeeping I know but at the start of each battle round after priority has been rolled you generate your cord amount for your Bugwar army Okay, chords. And the way you generate chords is this. If you've got Belthanos on the battlefield, generate one chord. For each friendly evergreen hunt unit, that's the army of renown, wholly within the same large quarter of the battlefield, so the board is split up into four quarters, then uh, you get one. So if I've got Belthanos and two other units in the same battlefield quarter, sorry, same quarter of the board as my quarry, I'm going to generate one for Belthanos, And then one for belthanos and the two other characters in the same large quarter so that's going to be four in total okay easy Uh, and this is going to be a fairly msu army multiple small units Uh, they'll all be very elite units but you're not going to have loads of units because all of those units are fairly expensive like kernos are fairly expensive uh, bug riders are fairly expensive so you might not have tons of units to generate lots of cords but you could also potentially i really love the idea as well of uh, you when you when they select your unit to be the quarry you put in your quarry kind of in the middle of two board quarters and then you just redeploy into the other board quarter (laughs) ruining their chances but anyway so you generate the cords and there's one last way to generate a cord which is for each quarry that you've destroyed during the battle so my assumption is that you can obviously choose multiple quarries so you've got to destroy one and then you get another okay so you definitely will always start with one and also probably worth saying that at the beginning of the battle so battle round one the battle round will start, you'll have both the loss on the board, so the most you'll have is one point. And then most likely, from battle round two onwards, you'll have more chords. okay. Now let's look at uh, this tree that they've got. So what do you do when you have the chords? Well, you get this like uh, table that's very much like Sirnesh's table. Uh, but this is more of a instead of a depravity table, this is more of a depravity table. that works that works anyway all of the effects in this are cumulative okay so generate the chords at the start of the battle and then you see where you are on the table and all of the effects are cumulative so if you do get up to six then three to five is going to work uh two is going to work and one is going to work okay so what do you get at zero no effect uh one point which you should always get because both will be on the board you add one To run rolls and charge rolls for friendly units wholly within the same large quarter of the battlefield as the quarry. This is great, obviously. Plus one to charge, great. Plus one to run, great. Especially in an army that can run and charge. So now all of your units are basically plus one to their move and are running and charging. Uh, Number two, your tuneful. Add one to hit rolls and wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons that target an enemy unit wholly within the same large quarter of the battlefield as the quarry. This is insane. This is so good. Plus one to hit, plus one to wound on any of those units that we talked about is so good. And it doesn't have to be attacking the quarry. It's just another unit in the same table quarter. So you're going to have just this really fast combat army. It's only in melee, but you're going to get plus one hit, plus one to wound on all your attacks. So the economies of scale on that are massive. Uh, then you are on three to five melodic you add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly units while they're within three inches of the quarry so this you do have to be next to the quarry so you have to be either attacking it or you have to have a bit of your unit near the quarry but plus one attack is great obviously mix this in with the arch revenant for plus two attacks you could put that on belthanos belthanos with plus two attacks on all of his melee weapons with plus one to hit and plus one to wound is going to ruin stuff in my opinion like just ruin stuff. And then finally you got maliphius uh, which is for six. While a friendly unit is wholly within the same large quarter of the battlefield as the quarry, is eligible to fight in the combat phase if it's within six inches of the quarry instead of three inches, and it can move an extra three inches while it piles in. So six inch pile in from outside of six inches. On the bugs, this is gonna add an additional bit of range to it as well, which is huge. Um this is so good. Uh, (laughs) This is really good. It means also one of the problems with this army because it's not going to have much shooting. It can have some because Colonel Hunters have got bows, but it's not going to have a way of getting rid of screens. This means you can charge in a couple of units into a screen. One unit can kill the screen. The other unit can pile in six inches. And because it's outside of six inches, the enemy unit can't pile into you. So you get to the activations really fun because you basically get a pseudo always strikes first on units, which is actually very scary um very scary and then uh so it's just very good uh and so that's what you get so you get but you would get all of those attacks uh, all of those effects so you would get piling from six inches plus one to hit plus one to wound plus one to run and charge like so this army's is going to be fast it's going to hit hard it's going to do a load of damage it's going to maybe struggle on recursion and healing but you can do that with taking some revenant seekers because they can put colonel hunters back into units uh so that's kind of maybe a way of dealing with that um so that's going to be a bit of an issue i think but it's definitely going to be a very fun easy army to play that's going to do a lot of damage which we love and then in this army of renown there's going to be one command trait one artifact to power one grand strategy and three battle tactics which they're going to release as well so this is one of those for some reason some of the armies of renown are, are getting like three command traits three artifacts uh you know but then for some reason some of them are only getting one so they're very specific now, this is the opportunity for you to tell me what you think about this this army of renown. And I want to make another point, kind of expand on what I talked about yesterday with armies of renown. I really see the benefits of these armies of renown at the moment, um, because I think what a lot of people are saying is that they would like to get into Age of Sigmar, but building lists is very complicated and over the top. And it's much easier to put one of these armies of renown together and buy it and build it and it's quite an interesting take. And again, not necessarily designed for me. I like that Belthanos works in a Silver Death army. And I recognize that Trug doesn't really work in a Gitz army. So I think it's harder for Games Workshop and the rules writers to have done what they've done with Belthanos, where he's going to work both in the Army of Renown and give you a new way of playing and also, the, uh, and also work in his army. But I think that that's a real benefit to the community. And I think at this point, I'm really pro Armies of Renown. If they're too strong, like if an army of renown is specifically too strong, that's going to be a problem because Games Workshop generally doesn't tend to change rules. So that's a problem I definitely can see in the future. And it's a problem that has happened in 40K and I don't want to happen in AOS. But it's a really nice way for new people to get into the hobby or even existing Age of Sigma fans who get really intimidated by building lists to get into the hobby. And I think that's really good. And I'm a big fan of that. So I think that's cool. The other thing is, is I can't really see them existing into fourth edition Age Sigma, which is next summer. So I'd be a little bit cautious of dropping, you know, five or 600 pounds on a brand new kind of army archetype that may only be around for six months. But, you know, that's what that's what it is in a Games Workshop game. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the video. Uh, loads of love from me to you. Hope you had fun like and subscribe you could join patreon if you fancy it that'd be cool thanks very much have a nice day see you